Welcome to Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I am Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler Wrecker of Days. This is episode 54, a special edition episode with one of our favorite people ever as a guest. Uh, really quick before we get to his intro, uh, just a shout out to two new Patreons this week, Alan and Hawaiian Soja. Thank you guys both for supporting the podcast. If you want to find more information, you can look down below for our Patreon link. Now, let us uh, get back to introducing our guest this week. Do you want to do do you want to do your own intro here, sir? What is going on, guys? It's Yoji. And yeah, uh, thank you very much for inviting me on the podcast. That's awesome. See, we were worried. I said to you before, I can't do an intro as good as you can do an intro. So I had to make sure that you would do it for us, <laughs> which was awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Like super excited to talk some POE. Yeah, some POE. But mostly we want to talk about Yoji, though. Oh, no. This is a Yoji conversation. Oh, damn it. Make it super awkward. <laughs> yeah, now you put me on the spot. I don't even know yeah, if I'm, right. I'm that interesting to talk about that this long, but we'll, we'll try. Oh, yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it. Uh, anyway, yeah, thanks a lot for joining us. It's really cool of you to uh, hop on. I know you said you've had a busy week, so we'll, uh, it's a Friday night for you, right? Yeah, it's a Friday night. So we, now, now from now on, then it's going to be a bit more chill. But yeah, the week's been pretty damn busy. Like lots of work, lots of family stuff. And uh, yeah, now second podcast as well. So, yep. Yeah, you've had a lot of good stuff going on this week. All right, so actually, maybe that kind of leans into this first thing that we're kind of curious about. What is a typical day like for Yoji? Like, you're working, you have a full-time job. A proper job, I saw you saying. Yeah, <laughs> a proper job. <laughs> not like stre- Same as streaming is not a proper job. Like, you sit around and play, uh, mm-hmm. play video games all day. That doesn't count. Yeah, I've like a no, proper, totally. proper, actual daylight, normal people job. And uh, I still make some YouTube content on the side. Yeah, average day for Yoji is get up at... 5 30 a.m had to work for like from 7 to roughly like 4 p.m get home uh do some homework with the kids do some um yeah play with the baby a bit see if i can help my wife with housework as, uh, as well a bit like she stays at home right now because of the baby she's like on two years parental leave which uh wow. two years uh yeah in, you get in, two years in, in, oh. you, you actually get three but you get what? either like one year with lots of pay or two years with like half pay or then the third year you can optionally do without pay. And we went mm. for two because like sending kids into daycare yeah, when yeah. they're two years old That's is, cool. is better than like super young. So does it take the one year of pay and split it yeah. across the two years? Oh, that's you really cool. You can just cool. like basically split it in half. Or you can also do like one and a half, whatever like fits it's super flexible. Is that, huh. sorry, this is like totally not super related, but is that 100% like here it's it's 65 percent of the income Yeah, it's the same 65 percent of okay. the income and then um they're split in half so it's like 30 and a bit for, for of her so income cool. and i fully work so i get like my normal pay right yeah and hmm. uh so yeah i help a little bit with the housework but she has like most of that covered so mostly when i get home it's like play with the kids have some fun with the family most of the time i actually cook dinner and we eat warm in the evening and then yeah once the kids are in bed, I get some time to like make videos, play some PUE, <laughs> yeah. or chill with a wife. I try to like split that. But she's pretty used to like the first month of the league is basically like she's not married anymore. <laughs> and then the second month is kind of like half and half. And then the third month, she gets more time. It's like, she gets you a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> married life with a lover of PUE. Yeah. I hear you, man. I hear you. That's a busy day. So you hang out late and then you got to wake up. You probably get like two hours sleep a night, eh? Uh, I actually don't. I usually go to bed between 9 and 9 30 p.m so i don't have that much play time in the evening i gotta start putting your kids to bed at five o'clock <laughs> they go to bed at like between seven and eight so i got like an hour two hours you're like a superstar parent and husband good for you <laughs> good for you <laughs> i'm you trying i'm trying 
It seems to be working. What uh, what got you originally into Path of Exile? Um, so if you go like back, because what what year did you start? Do you remember? Or League or were you you were before Leagues, weren't you? Yeah, I started at yeah. a release basically, like like maybe a week or two before release. A friend of mine who um, has a lot of like similar tastes in video games uh, was like, you have to try this game. It's called Path of Exile. It's kind of like Diablo. I'm like, I never played Diablo because I'm actually one of the few people who's never like played any Diablo game. A mm. um, little nice. bit of Diablo 3, but just like not like seriously into it. And I was like, well, if he recommends it to me, he has like a very similar gaming taste. I should probably try it out. And um, yeah, I just like started playing a bit. Then I stopped after a while and came back for like Nemesis when I was when I like came back to the game after a bit of a break and then stuck with it, basically. And I played hardcore when I started out as well. Like everyone did back then. It's kind of like a weird, yeah. weird time, but hardcore was like the normal way to play. Unlike the day where it's softcore all the way. Like back then, you'd be made fun of if you didn't play hardcore. Yep, that's basically. I blame Crip though. That was like that was like a Crip thing. Yeah, Crip and it was like Scrubcore is what they used to call it if you played softcore. That's true. Yeah, Crip and I most... still played softcore. <laughs> <laughs> most streamers really like played hardcore. Um, I think it was also yeah. thought of as something that if you don't play hardcore, stream is not as exciting or not as as fun uh, to watch sure. because there's not the threat of like the streamer could die any minute and have you have like a fun rip. And clips, well, especially back thing. then too, because you could like yeah. off off screen reflect, mm-hmm. you're dead. <laughs> yeah, back then that was so much cheap, cheap stuff. Also, desync, like run through a door, yeah. get teleported back dead. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was also a thing. So yeah, that's when I started. Like, way <laughs> that back, that's also a thing. That's that's brutal though, hardcore but brutal. Good for you. You started way back then. Were you streaming right off the bat? No, I I got into streaming. I, th- I don't even know when it was. Like almost six years ago. I think it's when I started actually making YouTube videos first. Um, I made I got to a point where I was like, okay, I got some some spare more spare time than I thought about, like when I was finished with my with my university. And I started just like trying stuff out, like video editing and all that kind of stuff kind of interested me. So I like figured some stuff out and I was thinking, okay, maybe if I if I make videos, I might as well upload them and show them to people, right? And what I, what do I make videos about? Oh yeah, maybe this video game I've been playing for like years now. Probably like two to three years, and um, another thing is that I don't really have any friends that play PoE. Like I've tried to get all my friends into PoE, but no one plays it. No one sticks to it. They all don't really I like know. it. Oh. And having an audience that actually listens to when I talk about PoE is kind of like having people to talk to when <laughs> <laughs> about PoE. So that that's that's what got me to it as well. So at what point did you start streaming it then? I think it was after like making my first two videos um i got invited on a state of exile back then podcast by xeno parks and ziggy yeah yeah then i figured okay if i'm like i was not sure if i wanted to show my face because back then it was just the voice over over gameplay and i was like okay if i'm going on the podcast with like a camera i might as well like see if like streaming is a thing so i that's kind of like how i got into it i tried streaming out as well and yeah but i never really liked streaming as much as making videos though for me, YouTube has always been the like super fun part. And I m- mostly got into streaming because that's what's financially viable. And back then I was like trying to make it to full, full-time streaming and actually eventually did after like a bit over a year and a half. So what what is it that you like more about the videos than the podcast? Is it like a time thing? Is it just the, the process of making it? Do you mean the videos versus streaming? Yes. That's a good question. Um. First of all, I think streaming is a bit of more exhausting and uh, also a bit more like, less flexible when it comes to time 
time management, right? Because you have to stream like at least like a few hours in a row to gain some traction, uh, like people arrive. Because if you only stream like two hours, that's like a super short stream in, in the sense that most people view it. You have to stream like four to six hours to actually get some traction. Everyone arrive to get those viewer numbers up to people can actually see your stream and discover it. While with YouTube, I can sit down for like one or two hours if I feel creative and then I can like take a break, do something else or like rewrite the script a bit or um, think about jokes. It's more of a like creative building process while streaming is more in the moment. I, I like both, but streaming has never been the reason why I got into it. I like the, the YouTube stuff quite a bit more. And then you, you also got like big into the podcasting stuff even early. Right. Yeah, that was kind of a coincidence. I think I got I got invited because I think Zeno and Ziggy wanted to make a uh, an episode about like how to become a streamer, how to get into content creating, and they just like picked the new guy <laughs> who who just arrived, <laughs> which was me at the time. Um, I think Wabachar, if anyone remembers him, um, he was kind of like a little little bit uh, further down the road. He had like a few thousand more subscribers and kind of got going and then like lifting nerd bro was on there as well um and of course ziggy and zeno who were like super established already like big youtube and content creators and yeah that that's kind of like why they they picked me on there so it, it was just coincidence and i really enjoy talking about poe and being on podcasts so i got later as well into i think bake last they asked me when they made the podcast as well if i wanted to be on the main host panel basically but that was how did that turn out? I don't really remember. <laughs> that was like a weird thing. I think that was when I was about to like go out of full-time streaming and they kind of like, what well, Yoji, like Jonas, at least for a few episodes. And I did. And then eventually I like pulled out again because I was like, okay, I kind of want to focus on IRL stuff now and take a break from, from streaming and YouTube. That, that was like right that time when, when uh, I think Takikat, Q-Dog, they, they asked me if I wanted to hop on as well. And then you, uh, you, you did take a break from all of it, right? For a bit, yeah, I took took almost a year of where I made like a video a month, maybe, and just focused on getting IRL sorted, getting like back into the like actual normal people working world, uh, and yeah, I moved like four times during that time. Met my now wife as well during that time. That was like the busiest time oh, of my wow. life. That was like everything wow. happening at once. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. I'm actually kind of curious. What was the draw to go from doing all of this content creation? you know, being involved in podcasts, whether you were on somebody else's or starting to create your own, doing the streaming and your own YouTube creation, what made you go, you know what, I think I'm going to take a break and do the IRL thing. I think the main thing was the main problem for me was that I always liked chemistry because I'm a chemist. I love science. I love getting into all that stuff. And it's a lot easier to have YouTube as a hobby because I still didn't want to fully quit that. It's easier to have YouTube as a hobby and do chemistry as a job than it is to do chemistry as a hobby and do YouTube as a job. Um, and I didn't want to, like, I kind of wanted to dabble in both worlds at least a little bit. Um, so I decided to, like, switch that around. And the other part is that, you know how people say it is, um, like, if you do something you love as a job, you never work a day in your life. It can also go the other way around. And that's kind of what happened for me. That's when you turn, like, your passion into a job, all you're left with is just a job like 24 seven. Sure. You're just where I'm just, I felt like when I was gaming, it felt like working always. Like sometimes it was of course fun, but you also like, if you wake up and you have to game, even if you don't want to kind of takes a bit of the fun out of it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So did you play through that year? 
that you were off? Did you just continue playing? Yeah, and I enjoyed it way more. That was like the weirdest right. part. Like just getting up was like, I could just not play PUE now, but I want to. <laughs> Feel, felt just felt so good. I don't know why. <laughs> it's so weird. But yeah, I still I didn't didn't uh actually like skip any I did skip leagues, but I did not I did not stop playing PUE. I just went to standard for a while because I didn't have the time to play leagues at the time. Yes. Good for you. Awesome choice. Standard. S- SSF standard, standard actually. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if your wife ever leaves you, let me know. I'm, I'm lying. I didn't even out. know that was a thing. SSF standard it doesn't even make sense. I think I was one of the very first content creators to go softcore SSF and then standard SSF. Even um, back then, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone played. You know how you know you play a league that no one plays when you do your lap normally and you get one of the jewels as a reward. <laughs> reward. If you do it like super <laughs> slow and you still get one of the jewel rewards, that's you know how. Yeah, right. That's how you know you don't play and anyone plays. You do it's like middle one. of the afternoon. You're like, huh, this shouldn't work. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Now I'll ask you a little more specifically about your videos in a sec, but I love how much you support guide writers in your videos. I, I, I watch your videos and I love how many times you've said, you know, if you're following a guide and you know, you've made some changes and then, you know, now your build sucks or you can't do stuff. Well, that's, you know, that's your fault. You went away from the guide. And I just, I love how much you've said it because I I enjoy writing guides as well. And I find that just so encouraging because, you know, when you see that as a guide writer and you see that you have a new message as a guide writer, you're terrified, right? You're like, oh no, this is good. I'm just going to get the crap kicked out of me. And then when I see someone like yourself with a, with a prominent understanding of the game, a wealth of knowledge, but also a very, you're, you're very well respected in the community. I love it when you say stuff like that. Now, when you're going through and you're, you have that kind of mentality, do you find that a lot of the guides that you see are legit or is it more like, there's a lot of crap, there's a lot of good, but it's more the mentality of the individual that you're trying to refer to in that game or in those videos, sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to mostly get people to enjoy the game that I enjoy. That's like the goal of that. Yeah. I try to help people like see in BOE what I see when I see the game, like a huge opportunity to create like super fun builds to learn, <laughs> but also to just like test limits of stuffs and figure out like complex mechanics. And that's mostly what I do. And I saw when I, when I made that part of the video, um, what I saw a lot of people asking or like wondering, they would send me like a path of a building, like link or profile link and a guide with that and tell me, hey, I made um, this build exactly as in the guide or like roughly in the guide. I changed just changed that one little thing and it's kind of not working. And 99% of the time, it's that one little thing yeah. that completely it's ruins the, the whole thing. And I experienced it myself with my guides. And that's why I advocate people like if, if someone's new or like somewhat inexperienced, if you follow a guide, just follow the guide and try to make the build work exactly as written first. And then you can change stuff, because if you can't even make the build work as it is written, you probably also can't make any deviations work as well. That's kind of like where I come Smart. from. But yeah, the idea is just help people enjoy the game and not like fail and fall flat on their face. Yeah. And you, you do a really good job with your product. The purpose of your videos is, is really clearly outlined. Um, is there a specific mentality or attitude that you're trying to always impart with your brand? Cause you do some guide stuff, you do some tips, you know, you, you have, your videos are about different products, but they all have a very clear understanding of what they are. Is there a specific attitude or mentality that you're trying to impart in every single one? 
I'm not trying anything really. I, I just make the videos I want to make. <laughs> I I probably like if I would want to push this again as a full time job, I should probably think about like image, what feel does my video, my product have. But I don't see it as a product anymore. It's just like a side thing that's kind of cool to yeah, have. Totally. And most of the things I just do because I want to have fun and do them. I used to think like that, and that's kind of what, what ruined it for me. So now I try to like make a point of not doing that. I just try to help people have fun with the game mostly and myself as well. Like sometimes I make a video like where I'm just just for the, for the hell of it. Just, yeah, it's fun. Let's see. Like my next video is coming out. It's probably my worst idea ever. It's just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome though. I, I really like the mentality though. Um, you bring a, a strong maturity to the Path of Exile community and I really appreciate it. Your videos are a big part of helping people remember that it is just a game and it is just for fun. But you're very good at what you do. So you bring that mature mentality with a respectable like gameplay product as well. So it's very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, plus a big thanks for shouting us out like early on. Yeah. Yeah. We have a question follow up to that actually later. But yeah, anyway, that was it. That was cool of you. Yeah. So now that you're, I don't know, maybe things are under a little bit more of a balance and you figured out how you like to do videos. Do you have like a structured amount of time you set aside to I'm going to play this much time and I'm going to put this much effort into making videos or do you just go, eh, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to do my thing. Um, I actually have to schedule quite a bit because um, you have like, like a huge calendar on one of our doors where like all the family stuff goes in there and I have to basically plan my gaming and content making time around. So if I see a weekend where it's like, okay, there's like nothing planned there, I'm going to put like video making, video making. <laughs> That's usually what I do. I sometimes even do like two videos in one day. If I, like, if I have a full day off, I'll pre-produce another a second video. And then I'll have weeks like this one where I do like a filler content videos, which is a video where I just like click record, record something, click end and upload as is, where I don't have to edit anything. That's like for busy weeks. And I have like few, several things. And obviously for the trailers that I always do at the beginning of the league, I always have to like set aside like, probably three days or so where just just do like writing and uh, recording and editing are you guys locked down yeah we have like are back into lockdown light that's what it's called yeah it's basically no fun allowed in germany now they even said that on the news it's actually everything <laughs> that's that's, the word everything that's just for fun is kind of like canceled so zoos everything like just free time related is canceled right now and we're probably to christmas i think the goal is that during christmas everyone can see their families so we're working like a whole country is basically working towards that. Now, what time are leagues typically released for you in your time zone? Like, are you big into league launches or are you pretty apathetic to them and you just play whenever? I'm super excited about new leagues always, but I, um, since they started like between 9 and 10 p.m., depending on like daylight savings, I usually play for like two hours, three hours, sometimes four hours, which is kind of pushing it because when the kids get up, the kids get up and they don't care that his PoE <laughs> yeah. league starts. So uh yeah. Um I try to like play two, three hours, usually get to like act four, five-ish on the first evenings, my kind of my goal. And then um yeah, that's basically where I stop. And then the next day I'll I'll start again. I actually talked about that to uh, Ziggy D on one of our last podcasts. It's actually for a content creator, if you're a streamer, it makes a lot of sense to do that because most streamers will push basically through my night time. And they'll all quit playing roughly like maybe 12 to 20 hours after after that. So if you actually like sleep and then start streaming in the morning for like from from my perspective, 
you get all the hosts from all the other people because they're all quitting. It's like, <laughs> that's what that's I awesome. used to even do when I was still streaming because that actually makes sense. But now it's just, I don't want to screw over my sleep schedule and I can't really as well. Even if I take like a week off, kids still go to school. I still have to get up early. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Is there a certain, um, I know you do your, your videos in a, a lighthearted way. It's not a job for you. Is there, with your videos in mind, a certain push that you feel to get accomplished each league like at the beginning like are you trying to get your character legit by the end so you can have that gameplay in the background of your videos is there a rush for you i don't think i would be playing mostly ssf if i if there was or like as much ssf because it's way easier to get like a build going and presentable in trade league um so not really i try to i usually set like some goals for myself but they're mostly the same i try to kill kill awakener 8 i try to kill uber elder um each league and yeah, complete most of my Atlas see explore league mechanic, but not not really. I try to make like one somewhat relevant video a week, which is already sometimes tricky to come up with enough ideas. Yeah, I can imagine. But yeah, I'll, if I'm leveling a build, I'll just put leveling footage in the background of my videos. I don't really care. <laughs> People have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> so for league goals, then every league you have, you you try and kill a you try and kill Uber Elder. Yep. Uh, anything else that tickles your fancy each league that you feel like you've you haven't, you don't have either a good enough character, like your character idea wasn't solid enough or you, you didn't have a good enough league if you didn't do this specific goal? Not really. I try to do those two things. Get get a six-ling sometimes in SSF can be hard. Like if you're 2,500 fusings in, you're like, oh, come on, I should have used the recipe. But yeah, no, not, not really. It's like, I just see what the build can do, test the limits. It's mostly like getting the build to a point where it like feels really good to play, really fun to play, and that's what it's good at. Like if I'm playing a clear speed build, I kind of want to see if I can clear tier 16 maps fast. If I'm playing a bossing build, I want to see if I can actually like do all the bosses deathless as well. Or if I'm like a tank character, I think last week I played a tank character. And I wanted to be able to tank a uh, shaper slam and uh, die the die beam from Awakener without dying. That's kind of like the goal of that character. Make like a little, mo- I made like a super tiny montage in the video. Where I, mm-hmm. Like slammed by Elder, slammed by Shaper, die beamed and don't die. That was kind of oh yeah, that's a cool video. When you start the the leagues, do you focus or have any focus on whatever the league mechanic is, regardless of this particular league? But just in general, do you like to put a focus into the league mechanic, or do you tend to ignore it while you're leveling? Uh, no, I don't like ignoring it. I used to do that, but I was still like trying to push a bit more into like become rich early or whatever. Like the best strategy to get currency is always like push to end game first and then like play the mechanic when once you're there. But no, I try to ex- explore it while leveling, see how it feels while leveling as well. I think it's super interesting how different sometimes the leveling experience can feel, um, either because you overlevel or because you get maybe crazy amounts of uniques, as, as it has been the case. Um, sometimes they are super balanced while leveling and feel fun. Sometimes they are super overtuned where you just like, oh, I'm killing everything super easily. Oh, league mechanic, I die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I try to like get that experience as well and also like tell tell about that to my viewers. Like, give my experience or my first impressions. I usually do like a, after two days or one, one and a half days, I do like a first impressions video and then like a one week recap of like the league mechanic. And that's, mm. that's kind of useful to do it as much as possible until then. Looking back, do you have a favorite and a least favorite league? That, that's a really difficult question, I feel. Like whenever, like it comes up so much and I always have trouble answering that. I think least favorite league is not that difficult. If you play Talisman, it's like, it was really horrible. But that's been so long ago. Like from the recent leagues, 
it's very tricky. I think most recent leagues have been at least like okay-ish. I have some favorites. I like I didn't actually play Incursion. I didn't play Betrayal when it was out because that was while I was playing SSF Standard. Um, but like in retrospect, now how it is in the game, I love Betrayals. I think that's my my favorite league mechanic to interact with. And like the John Missions. Mine is the unveiling. Like, I don't like unveil <laughs> at all. I don't think anyone does. Like, do you like unveiling? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I lo- I love the the prospect of it, but it's quite irritating. You gotta like what was it? Justin and I were talking about that not long ago on one of our other episodes. Like you just have a stash full of unveiled stuff that you got from your heists. You're not especially gonna- with heists. Oh yeah, yeah, with heists it was super irritating. That's true. But yeah, but the betrayal safe houses. I love that they can target rewards, especially in SSF. But also trade. Like you can, for example, target the breach stones. You can shift the board around to. Yeah, if you want to, for example, get Legion Splinters because you want a Timeless Jewel, you can like farm Vagans, uh, either Legion Scarabs or the, the chests with the Splinters, stuff like that. I really love when you can target rewards uh, a bit better and have like some sort of deterministic outcome. I prefer that over just random stuff drops. I mean, that's sometimes also cool, but we have that everywhere else in the game. So I like that it, there are a few things where you kind of know what you're getting. What do you think about Metamorph? We had that discussion on the last podcast as well. I like really like the league as a league, and I think it's pretty cool, but it's also very random one-shotty, which I don't like. So once you get to like level 97, 98, doing metamorphs is always a bit of a gamble. You don't want to lose that 10, 10% XP. If it was removed from the game, I wouldn't mind. I kind of still like it, but it's not that great. And also the Tain's Lab feels a bit tagged on currently. Do you do Tain's Lab? I sometimes like sometimes do like them all at once when I have like the tab my tab is full i don't have the, the the what's called the metamorph special tab i just put them all in a normal tab and once it reaches the bottom then i just like clear up the ones i have do the like the five to one recipe or three to one there's five mm. five i think yep yep i i wouldn't know my stash tab's super empty <laughs> that's cool so do you play all league or do you burn out and need a variety of other games i don't really play many other games normally but actually, like this league is like the first time in forever that I picked up a new game. I started playing Hades uh, yesterday because it was rec- recommended by basically everyone I know. <laughs> so I figured I might as well uh, start playing. But normally I play like the first one and a half, two months, like more actively and then try some random stuff, maybe try some new builds for next league. And now with heist going longer, I'm actually trying to figure out what to do in the meantime. And that's why I like started to look more into variety now. Hmm. Primarily, though, play Path of Exile through the leagues. Like, do you often deviate to other games? No, very rarely. I, I have a few games that I always come back to, um, which is mostly Dead Cells, Dark Souls, um, Stardew Valley, and they're those ones. Like, and some roguelikes as well, like other roguelikes, but those are the games I usually go back to. Which Dark Souls? <laughs> this is the rest of the podcast now. <laughs> this is now a Dark Souls podcast. Um, it, currently I'm playing Dark Souls 3 I'm doing like a mage playthrough which I haven't done uh, in a while like things since the game came out basically and my favorite one is the first one Dark Souls 1 I think mostly because it was my first Souls game and the experience yeah. is a bit special of how the game kind of I don't know forces you to play by its rules and teaches you how to not be uh, overconfident and not be like just running in guns blazing because that doesn't work and I love I love that experience so that's why I think Dark Souls yeah. 1 will forever be like super special for me. But yeah, Dark Souls 3 currently playing some mages, doing some what's called the, the spirit lancing. 
stuff. A PC or what are you playing it yeah, on? PC, but with the controller. Ah, son of a... Yeah, you have to play with the controller. Yeah. I always try to play controller games to get a little bit less clicking when I play other games than PoE because PoE basically takes all my clicking mana that I have before I get like some right. hand cramps to avoid that. I always play yeah. gamepad games outside PoE and PoE is all the click, 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 yep. click. mana, that's awesome. Yeah, my click mana. Now, what do you think? How do you like casting in DS3? It's super clunky. Like they, they went, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. They, you have to switch your flasks and stuff. Do you, do you, are you able to heal when you want to heal? Are you able to cast when you want to cast? I haven't done. When I saw that they split the flask system, I'm like, no, I'm melee only. <laughs> and I was never melee only. It's, it's a bit of a challenge run, but once you actually get like some of the good spells going, it deals so much damage as well. Like you can take like a third of a boss's health with just like one cast sometimes. So once you've got everything set up, you don't really need that much healing because you just one-shot stuff. <laughs> mm. So are you always using homing crystal soul mass? Not always, but... A lot. <laughs> it's it's yeah! it can be really fun. It can be really fun. I like yes! the I like the I think it's called what's called the lance soul lance. That one's really cool as well because it's a bit faster. Is it the sweeping one, where it like goes out in front of you and sweeps yeah. like a whole area? I think that's yeah, that's what that I mean. Awesome. I don't know like exactly the name of the one that's like it's basically almost a melee attack. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, that's sweet. No, oh, this is a wicked Dark Souls podcast. Now in Poe, are there any skills or mechanics if you can reset to poe that is uh, are there any skills or mechanics that because of all the changes in the game they don't work the way they did um but that you really miss you know for example are there certain mechanics that you just dream about from the build that you had that one time but it's impossible to play now because of the changes that have been made that's that's one thing i really liked it was old arctic armor i don't know if you remember that one it used to be that Arctic Armor doesn't just reserve percentage of your mana, but it uh, degens your mana, basically. Like, you degenerate mana, and you have to... Kind of, it's kind of like Righteous Fire, but on your mana pool, you have to yeah. balance your mana in a way that you can sustain Arctic Armor, and you get to level it higher, and the higher you level it, the more degen it degens you. And back then, also, Eldritch Battery used to turn your ES into mana as well. And I really liked that mechanic. It was maybe a bit broken, but it was also kind of interesting. To like balance a lot of when you have like lots of tiny things that you can min max about a character to like, to like squeeze out a little bit extra. I think that's what a lot of people like about this whole aura stacking playstyle that you can just like get that one more mana reserve to make your build like that much more powerful and then like one more mana reserve here and like squeeze in one extra aura. That's kind of like what I enjoyed about that. What was it about that skill that made that degen worthwhile? Do you remember? gives you flat damage reduction from physical and fire damage that's what it used to do so you just like have a flat minus 500 damage taken from fizz and fire while you're standing still which back then was a lot interesting so when a new league starts up do you have like a given skill or mechanic that you tend to go back to or are you trying to come up with something new every league depends sometimes i try to switch it up by but the one thing that i kind of go back to is always melee and especially like two-handed melee even before the slam rework i actually still already played what wasn't called slams then but slams basically mm -hmm. i like ground slam and earthquakes one of my favorite skills of all time and now i'm playing like earth, earth shredder right now which is also really fun and yeah since the uh, slam rework i really love that they didn't try to make it basically as the other melee types but they try to make it uh, they try to make it um, go into, how do you say this? Like They try to focus on what made two-handers unique, make it like super slow but super high damage, and the Warcry's tie in with that as well. I think that's one of my favorite reworks. So I, whenever I don't know what to play, I just make a slam build now. Now, 
you have referenced Solo Cell Found. Can you do me a favor and hold your mug up for me one more time? I know people in the podcast listening can't see this, but he is holding. When it, it's your own merch, right? Solo Cell Found, by the way. And it's got a sweet little armor guy in there. Yep. Oh, man. It's like Solo a Yoji Cellfound. with tapula and a sword and a shield and a bucket helmet. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, good for you. Good for you. So I hear you like Solo Cell Found. And that's fantastic. What is it about solo cell phone, the personal standpoint for you that you like? I mean, obviously, solo cell phone people typically like the same thing. But what is it that draws you more to solo cell phone than trade? I think that you have to be more creative about how to get your items. It's not just farm stuff till you find X amount of currency and then you can buy anything. It's more if you want this, you have to farm the content for it. If you want to farm something else, you have to farm a different type of content. And that automatically generates more variety in my gameplay. Instead of like doing the, the best thing for currency. Mm-hmm. Have have you been playing Heist Solo Cell Phone or were you standard Solo Cell Phone this time? Uh, I, I, did, I did both. I, I played oh, I played Heist in Trade. I started in Trade and after two weeks I went to SSF because Solo Cell Found Heist for me worked better because of the reward structure of Heist. I felt like SS, SSF was like the natural choice. But initially I thought I would want to go Trade to be able to like do Endgame a bit. More efficiently because I didn't. I I thought heist endgame would be harder to break into. Basically, did it treat you well? Did so heist treated you really well with solo cell phone? You found that the mechanic itself was rewarding enough to care about. It's it's crazy rewarding for SSF even before all the buffs in solo cell phone. I feel like it was one of the best mechanics because you can if you need something specific, you can always target it. Like if you if I need ring upgrades, I could do jewelry chests until I find so many rings that I, eventually I will have an upgrade. And if I needed, I know it's specific unique, you just run the ones with unique chests. And if it's not like a super rare one, like if you probably can't guarantee a Calms, but you can definitely guarantee all of the more common ones. So if you would need one of those, like somewhat reasonably common uniques, like let's say a storm firing, you can probably get that. So with playing Solo Self Found and playing through multiple leagues and seeing lots of changes and uh, quite a few changes this league even most recently with the quality of life affinity stuff is there stuff that's not in the game that you want or would like to sometimes see or that would make things better for you the way you play that's a good question (laughs) i'm always super bad at these uh what do you think the game should have because i don't really spend time thinking about that i'm super happy that there's a company that takes care of that for me it's called gdg and they they usually do pretty well um yep the stash, the stash type affinities is definitely a thing that takes away a lot of clicking. So I'm super happy that we have that now. And the loot, loot sorting in general is, is, was, just took so much time sometimes. Like either you put up these dumb tabs and then they would stack up. And I really hate when you have like five dumb tabs to clear. It feels like, I don't know, you've not cleaned your room like for way too many days and it gets worse and worse. You <laughs> kind of like put, right. put it off. It, it just, it's just not fun. So I really hate dumb tabs. And yeah, other than that, I don't know quality of life wise. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like stuff not dropping in like one by one by one, but in stacks more. That would be a thing that I would really like to see. Just general yep. clicking reduction. I don't like the spot flasks. Flasks, flasks are in as well. I think that's right. that's probably my biggest issue with Poe right now. It's flasks and how much um, action budget that you have as a player. Like it takes up. Like I'm 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 not the like most crazy mechanical player i'm not like a korean 500 apm starcraft god i'm i'm just like old dude playing poe and uh if i already have to play uh like press two three four five two three four five all the time and then i have like now we have war cries and frost shields and like all these new cool buff skills that you want to use 
But you forget about them anyways because you're too busy pressing flasks all the time. So maybe that would be yeah. really be a nice change. What would you do? What would you do to flasks? The two or three things that you could do. One thing would be just make them um, more situational. Like have make them maybe a bit even a bit more crazy than they are now. They're already super strong and not have them refresh as as easily. So you actually have mm-hmm. to think about like, okay, do I want a flask now? Is this like something I want to do? Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Or just give us a button that presses as many flasks as we want. Like the flask macro that a lot of people like uh, say they would use or would li- like to have or probably illegally use <laughs> as well. Right. Um, just give us that as a button in game. Like you have like a, a flask button and you can tie like however many flasks you want to that. That would also be like a band-aid fix. Yeah. Because I think it limits a bit the design space they have with BOE. Like they can't add too many more cool utility stuffs to the game or while this is just clogging up so much so much actions of the players. Yeah, totally. Would you make flasks weaker then if you were to add that like in-game macro per se, that option to turn on all flasks at once? Or do you because I really like that idea that you just mentioned about making flasks like really situational, really strong, but very circumstantial, right? Whether it's based on cooldown or whatever. Yeah, I think I think I would prefer the cooldown or like just have them refresh very, very slowly type of way of dealing with it, either like on kill. But I think that would also be important if they would make flasks more difficult to refresh, because currently mostly what we do is kill mobs to give us a way to actually like without any investment or with very little investment, refresh refresh flasks on bosses while there's no ads around. I think that would be important if they were super situational. The main situation where you want to use flask is bosses then. And that's, I think, where they would have to change it as well. Yep. Cool. Now, do you like filters? I mean, loot filters. (laughs) Sorry, yes. Yeah, not (laughs) Do you like loot filters in Path of Exile? (laughs) Because as a chemist, I also do like filters. Filtering stuff can be very (laughs) interesting uh, as a subject. But no, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like, I think like, I think they're a necessity, but I don't really like them or anything. I think they are... The game's unplayable without them, but I don't know. It's like, do you like breathing? That's kind of like what the question feels like. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> I thought that I, for some, I don't know where it was, but I heard that uh, or thought that you uh, were really into like editing filters and making changes and doing stuff like that. So I was really excited to talk to you about filters. Sometimes people do things they don't like, though, Ty. Now, <laughs> what? No. filters is not one of those things for anybody. Path of Exile filters, anyway. I don't know about chemist filters, but is that what you call them? Chemist filters? You go to work and you're like, I think, chemist filters? I think we just call them filters, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, how, how do you like your filters? Do you, when you redo your filter, do you have like 12,000 lines of code because you like every little thing being very specific? Or do you just have it like really cut and dry? thousand lines of code and you're only showing the crap you want to pick up i mostly use the what's called the filter blade website to customize because that's just way way easier and i think the correct way or the best way to play is with a filter that's uh, in ssf at least a filter that's fit for every single build because you obviously in ssf unless you want to play like generalist ssf what i like to call it where you basically pick up good items for every build you kind of would want to play uh, over the league so you even if you're playing, let's say, a melee two-handed build life-based, you still pick up good uh, energy shield bases just so you can maybe later play an energy shield build as well. But I usually just tend to focus on one or two builds uh, per league and I just make a filter for a, for a specific build and make it go stricter as I go. So 
for example, if I have like 300 chromes lying around and I don't plan on like off-coloring a crazy, like off-coloring, off-coloring chess project, I just stop picking up chromes and SSF. And then that just goes on and on and on until I only pick up like very few bases and items. But early on in SSF, I think I always pick up a lot of stuff. And I think that's probably the most overlooked part that you have to adjust your filter as you play. A lot of people will just like grab a filter and then play with it and kind of don't really notice how it's holding them back from like playing more efficiently because they're picking up way too much stuff, which was maybe correct while you're still white maps, but then in yellow and red maps, you're picking up way too many bases. Do you pick up based on possible standard play later, right? Because sometimes you're, you're heist and sometimes you're standard. Do you always have standard in mind when you're making your filter? No, no not really ever. I play sometimes play a bit in SSF standard, but I have so many items. I've my SSF standard items is from yeah Harbinger to basically now, <laughs> and I have most items that I would would want there anyways, and so much currency and way too many taps to sort anyways. I just pick pick up stuff for the league, and if I'm ever playing standard, I just yeah use what I have. So outside of YouTube, and I mean you're not stream you don't stream much or at all anymore. I st- Try to stream like once per league. <laughs> so not that often. <laughs> what, for how long? How long is that once per league? I didn't manage to do that in heist, but normally I stream before league start when no one else is streaming because they're all sleeping for league start. Because that's usually when everyone else who is not at work and just like waiting for league start is kind of like bored. So I try to fill, right. fill that gap. That's kind of like what I do. I review builds for people, talk about like league start, watch some, I don't know, league start content, whatever on stream. That's usually what I do. Make a loot filter or two, like on filter blade, that type of stuff. Are there other, I don't know what you'd call them, like aspects of the Path of Exile community or different areas that you're involved in besides YouTube creation? I'm super horrible at all that community stuff. That's like probably yeah. my biggest weakness always. I used to have a have a guild, but I wasn't in solo cell phone guild, so it's not like that much guild play happening. Uh, it's just like bragging about loot uh, to each other, which is an important part of PoE, by the way, but it's uh, mm-hmm. not that community heavy. I have quite a few people that I usually chat with when, I, when I'm when i in PoE, which are mostly people either who view my content or who I used to play with. The podcast does take quite a bit of time as well. But yeah, other than that, I don't really have that much time to do too sure. much. I try to like check in with like some of the other content creators every now and then, like see how they're doing. But also way less than I would like to. I'm horrible at like all that type of community. And I don't know how you say that keeping keeping up with with people and checking in with people i'm so bad at this serious question for you there is a right or wrong answer and you will be judged harshly based on your answer have you ever played path of exile on console i don't own any console so no oh you are so lucky that's like the only way you could get out of that question and say no good for you we we will soon maybe have a switch because one of the kids said she wants to switch for but i don't think pw is for switch right it's just playstation and xbox no so i'm still safe then okay that's good (laughs) <laughs> oh, plus Switch is so fun. There's so much fun stuff yep. to do on the Switch. Oh, dang it. Well. And it's not, PoE is not great on the console. <laughs> That's not true at all. It's fan friggin' tastic. Now, here's another one. Have you ever purchased the wrong support pack? <laughs> <laughs> have I ever? <laughs> I have certainly purchased a supporter pack and didn't like the MTX because it kind of like didn't fit with the stuff that I thought it would fit with, but I did not accidentally click on the yeah. wrong one. That didn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah people that do that are lame yes, that's so weird like, who would ever do that hey you remember idiots i'll tell you that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> was that that was harvest wasn't it 
I think I you included that in your harvest video. That's right. Yes, you were doing grains in the background. Yep. Now, you remember, um, just quickly, because you were mentioning MTX, and then you played Dark Souls. Have you played Dark Souls for a while? Like, even back in Dark Souls 2, you played Dark Souls 1, but was it when it came out? I guess my point is, do you remember that there was a website called Fashion Souls? Yes, I know that. Okay. Wouldn't that be awesome to have, like, a Dark Souls, or sorry, a Path of Exile fashion site so you could actually compare what the colors look like you mentioned you spent like whatever the amount was 30 60 more dollars on the support pack and then it didn't even match yep i don't know that just i just i just got thinking would you would you like that yeah i think i think it would also be great for ggg to make uh i think they would probably sell mtx better and more and more easily if you could actually try out the mtx to see how they would look on your character in game before buying it i think that's something they really should look into because sometimes I see an MTX, I'm like, that could kind of work. But because I know that sometimes they just don't match the way you, you know they would, I'm a bit, sometimes a bit on the fence, especially if it's something like freaking like $45 wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Sure. I, mean, I could play buy a, buy a game for that. So I would just like, uh, if they don't match as well as I think, then I'd rather buy like the $10 cloak and be done with it. <laughs> totally. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, one being slightly better and 10 being light years better. How much better is standard versus league? I like league better, actually. Oh. I just play... <laughs> when I played like lots of SSF standard, it was mostly because I had so little playtime that it was kind of not worth even getting into the leagues as much. That was during that time where I was like moving... I think I moved like four times during one year. That's not that much time to play games during that time. You'd usually wait for a few weeks till your internet is even set up. And then, yeah, the league's already over. But I really enjoyed that time. And I really found out that you can enjoy PoE with like very little playtime. And you don't actually have to be like, oh, I'm not playing eight hours a day. I can't really progress in the game. That's kind of like what I learned during that time, which is also a lot, big part of what I try to uh, tell about in my videos, that you don't have to be a streamer to achieve like end game goals in PoE. Did did you find on I think you said it was during the Betrayal League that you were playing solo self standard versus the league? Did you ever find like I've I've talked to Tyler about this before, that when you're playing the standard version that you're kind of missing out on what might be dropping or what is available in the league, or did you just not care? I don't think I really care about that. Like I've I've I always feel like I've been playing PoE for so long. I've like seen and done and played most things at least a little bit that there's not that much fear of missing out. I'm a bit sad when the league doesn't go core at all, and I didn't play it. Mm-hmm. Like, Synthesis, I didn't play, because um, I actually didn't really enjoy the first iteration and kind of went to stand. That was, like, the league where I actually intended to stop playing Standard because I had the time, and then I went into the league and was like, eh, that's not really for me. Went back to Standard, and then Synthesis did not go core basically at all, aside from the awesome bosses. Um, yeah. And I'm... I'm a bit bummed out that I missed out on that because I think it could have still been a fun experience that I now probably won't see again. But other than that, it's mostly for the gameplay, not for the loot. Like if I miss out on gameplay, that's mostly what I'm sad about. Are there certain aspects to the game that you haven't tackled yet? Like just haven't gotten around to, whether it's like, I don't know, prophecy bosses or this, that, and another thing. Like, is there just a part of the game that you haven't gotten there just by chance? I've not seen every best jury boss because they are so rare. Um, I've not played every single one of them. I've done the spider one, and I've done the bird one, and the other ones I've never seen just ever in years of play and doing every Einar mission just doesn't happen. (laughs) 
I don't, I don't think they, I just think they don't like me. They just avoid me somehow. I don't know. Maybe I've been mean to them. Huh. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I've done, I've done pretty deep delving. I've done Owl, I think it's called, the blue delve boss, which is super rare. I've seen, yeah. I've seen one of them. <laughs> yep. And yeah, I've done Shapers, Elders, every, I think I've, I've done every content, like normal content there is i've not done like a lot of for example like these tier 19 crazy maps or whatever that you can do but i've like tried out at least everything in the game yeah good for you now you mentioned some of the other games that you like to play um and we talked a bit about dark souls are there any older games any games that kind of old school classics that got you into gaming or what were you playing before poe before poe um before poe had like a league of legends uh, phase because lots of my friends were playing playing League of Legends. We never played like super competitively, but it's a fun game to play with friends. And before yeah. that, yeah, that was that was like when I played lots of Dark Souls one and two. I was like during that time as well. That was when I took a bit of a break from PoE. That's when I played lots of Dark Souls. And back in the day, like, I had a Super Nintendo as a kid. That's kind of what got me into gaming. I played yeah. uh, these old school. Uh, ARPG, uh, RPGs and ARPGs as well, like Zelda. It's kind of like a bit of an action adventure slash ARPG, I guess. Uh, yeah. Terra Enigma, mm-hmm. which I don't think came out in the US. Never heard of it's it. It's like a, it's my favorite, favorite like game of of the back in the day time, <laughs> like Super Nintendo. Yeah, totally. Super Nintendo, yeah. It's like one of the last games to come out for Super Nintendo. It's like actually crazy good graphics for Super Nintendo, and it's a, it's basically a Zelda type game where you you play like a dude from the underworld. I think you're the the son of like the the creator of the underworld, and you like fight your way to the overworld, and that in the end, I think you build up the world basically. So yeah, when you come to the world, there's like no animals, and you bring the animals back to life, and you it's kind of like a fairy tale fable type of story. Oh, cool. And then you bring like the water back, and the wind back, and the birds, and the animals, and then the humans, and then once the humans appear, everything kind of like goes to, goes to crap because they build like huge cities and pollute the environment. You're like, oh yeah, crap, yeah. that wasn't a good idea. And I think in the end you're like apparently you're like doomed to destroy the world, but I won't won't really spoil what happens. But that's like that's a really cool game. Wow, huh. it looks really cool. I just pulled it up out of curiosity. I've ne- I'd never heard of it before. That's what was it called? Terra Enigma. Terra Enigma. Terra Enigma. Yeah, yeah, no, you're talking to Super NES guys. Yeah, we're. It's one of my favorite games of all time. But yeah, as I said, never made it to the US. Weirdly, which is why it reminds me of like Chrono Trigger style looking. Yeah, it definitely yeah. goes into that that direction. From like mm. a visual perspective, it's more like a Zelda game. You get like new abilities, like yeah. you can like learn to climb, learn to swim, learn to dive, to access new areas. Wow, in the Zelda vein, pretty sweet. If we can figure out how to get a Super NES game working for us, we'll give it a shot. Never released in North America. That's crazy, yep. son of a. Huh. But yeah, that's cool. I had that as a kid, and I played played it so much, and that's kind of what got me into action RPG type games. But never Diablo. Never Diablo. What got me in the ARPGs was was a PlayStation 2 game called... Um, there were two of them. That's like Champions of Norath. I don't know if you ever heard of that one. Mm-mm. It's basically a console ARPG. You have like a you archer, barbarian, whatever. Like it's basically a Diablo clone. And you run around, slay mobs, get loot. It's the same formula that always worked. And uh, also Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 1, 1 yep. and 2. I played those. Basically the same same type of game again. And yeah, yep. I played those a lot. And that's kind of like why I probably had a bit of an easier time to pick up uh, PoE than if I hadn't played any like Diablo type game. Totally. How did Diablo 1 and 2 slip? I didn't have a PC back then. I only have back then. I only oh, have okay. consoles and now I don't have consoles. And I only have a PC. But yeah, as a kid, we didn't have like an actual working PC for quite a while. Yeah. Have you tried the most recent Baldur's Gate? 
uh, I want to f- wait till it's finished. I usually don't like playing games when they are not not finished and like early access or whatnot. But it, what I've seen so far, it looks really really cool. Have you have you looked at it at all? Like Baldur's Gate three streams streams. I've seen people stream it. Yep. I'm the same with you. I don't tend to want to buy an EA game early. Oh, sorry. I guess early access. I don't like electronic arts either, but I don't tend to buy the EA games. I don't want to guinea pig something unless I'm super, super into it. That's true. Yeah, that's kind of my approach as well. I'm not a fan of playing a game and then finding out that when the release comes, you got to start over. I I don't know if Baldur's Gate was like that, but some games, your characters were wiped and, you know, you got to start over once it actually comes on full release. I don't have time for that. Depending on the game, I don't mind that as much. I mean, what I've mostly done with early access was like roguelike games where you start over anyways every every round. So it doesn't really matter that much. Um, Darkest Dungeon was one of the few games where, where I had no issues at all, like just buying into it early access because it looked so good and actually delivered as well. And there's Darkest Dungeon 2 coming as well. Darkest Dungeon was fun. And any of those roguelikes, to me, I like them because if you're starting over, but you're starting over with yeah something whether it's passive or, or you've built something up that's coming into the next version the idea of just like flat out it, it, that's why i don't play hardcore <laughs> i don't want to start over but you also start over like playing poe and hardcore is a bit roguelike right because you still have your stash you just only lose your character so everything you stash you kind of get to keep. That, yeah. sounds, that sounds so passive you, you only lose so your nice. character it's like <laughs> you got in a car accident you only lost your your car i guess from a priority standpoint yeah yeah. you got your loot and in real life you got your life but in poe your life is your loot so yeah okay i get it i get it and your solo cell phone are you playing hardcore Uh, no i i don't really play hardcore anymore mainly because as you said i don't really have time to start over as much yeah okay we're literally all on the same page on that one. also the game has gotten a bit hardcore and more unfriendly i feel with like some of the mechanics and as i said metamorph for example also legion can be super rippy and yeah it's kind of funny to say that it's gotten less hardcore friendly when back in the day, like we talked about, you had out of sync <laughs> and you had off screen reflect and like stuff that literally was just poof, you were gone or stuff that was outside of your control. Yeah. I mean, off screen reflect doesn't really uh, happen to you if you play melee and I'm mostly played melee. So if you can't off screen, you can't off screen yourself to reflect, That's right? That was, that was my strategy. And also melee was the least desync prone of all yep. of them um, because you didn't didn't really like dash around or whatever as much i had like super yeah, slow leap slam and that's it but yeah yeah without cyclone yeah for sure yeah and the game was so much mm. slower as well like you had a lot more time to rela- re- react and uh to actually read mods on enemies no one does that anymore but back in the day you would be like oh sub first i'll reflect okay yeah, yeah. i have to be careful and today <laughs> it's just like totally true. Kill, kill 20 mobs kill 20 mobs kill 20 mobs yeah. no one reads anything you don't even see yeah. it no it's, it's almost true. embarrassing to say that you have time to read the mods on enemies yeah, if you do you're probably doing something wrong mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're moving very slow <laughs> Is there stuff in real life that you like this sort of outside of Path of Exile, but stuff you just love to do? I mean, currently there's not really uh, much happening IRL wise, but I, I used to go to the gym when that was still a thing, <laughs> um, like twice, yeah. twice to three times a week. Um, I picked up recently, like this summer, I picked up um, roller, ska- uh, roller skating, roller bla- rollerblading, I think it's called in English. Oh, right? nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because uh, one of our kids, she said like she wants to try that out. I'm like, okay, I'm getting one the summer as well because... I, the first time I went out with her, she was like blading around. I was just like sitting there. I was like, I'm bored. I want to do something as well. And <laughs> she saw me that uh, she saw me sitting there and she actually uh, like went over and asked me like, are you bored? Do you look bored? I'm like, yeah, I'm bored. 
Like get, <laughs> why don't you get some as well? Like some some rollerblades, and we go rollerblade together, and that's like what we've been doing throughout the summer. Awesome. But I'm I'm horrible at. It. I'm like so bad still. I've I probably went out like thirty times by now, and I'm still so horrible. I still fall over. <laughs> I still need like a somewhat even surface to not not completely uh, die. But yeah, that's that's something. And I used to, and yeah, it's also currently canceled. Everything's currently canceled. But uh, I used to DM for like Dungeons and Dragons tabletop RPG type games for. Basically, oh, basically cool. all my life. I started at like 12, 13 years old, and I'm still doing that no whenever I have a chance. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're a DM pro. We have so many questions for you. We've been trying to get our buddies into dungeon, just anything like that for forever. But the dungeon master is the most important. We part. didn't grow up playing it, and no. so we have nobody that knows how to DM. Mm-hmm. Anyone we've tried is terrible at it. Yep, that's really, why really why I picked that it. up because everyone. Uh, I played with like whenever someone was like I can try DM I was like I'm not enjoying this at all and I was like okay let me try <laughs> and when I was trying it everyone was like yeah that's fun you can you can keep just keep doing that and I actually enjoy it as well I, sometimes you have to like play like for a short like short adventure or something you have to be a player character as well to like try out some stuff and not have like all the stuff to manage as well but mostly like telling stories and like I only do like homebrew uh, sandbox type stuff so like pe- players have like super um free choices they can they can basically do whatever they want now kind of like mold the adventure around them that's kind of like how i like to do it Um, which does take a lot of preparation time but also takes sometimes takes a little bit preparation time off because if you can't prepare all that much because they have so much like free will to do whatever they want then you also don't have to prepare everything you have to improvise a lot though right have you done it digitally with people like have you tried it without being in person with yeah i I tried that i i hate it it's just not personal enough it's just the same with like i played magic the gathering back in the day quite a ton as well and um just playing magic the gathering of one of the over the one of the online ways you can do it it's just not the same as well i i need cards in my hands i need paper to scribble on and digital just doesn't work for me you're blowing my mind right now this is awesome I'll be, I'll be messaging for notes later. I want like a whole play-by-play for how I can become the best Tyler's one the of the people that's tried DMing before and it didn't go well. <laughs> no, it did not. But I'm going to practice. I mean, I don't have that many tips. I just, I may have like probably like 20 years of experience, but I, when I started, I was like 13 years old and adventures you make when you're 13 years old are all horrible. But as long as everyone <laughs> is having fun and then you kind of like go from there. But yeah, I think these days I'm, I'm pretty decent at DMing and keeping like a, group and check and motivating people so prior to covid and everyone locking down and everything how often were you doing that kind of stuff like did you have a group of friends that you did it with or yeah the last the last group we had was, was probably there was before like two couples there was, was basically like two couples and me doing as a dm and we mm. had and most of them had, they we had a baby and one of the couples had a baby the other one are planning and that's kind of like when it all fell apart because everyone's like Freaking super kids. busy and then once we were like <laughs> yeah. okay we kind of can start like coming together now then covid hit and it's just right. canceled um but yeah um, until then like we tried every other week that's kind of like realistic oh that's schedule awesome. wise i think if you play much less than that maybe like every three weeks then you are kind of too disconnected from the last the last episodes it's imagine if you're watching a like a tv show and you only watch like one episode every two weeks that's already pretty rare right and if you go like mm-hmm. to like one every four weeks every five weeks you barely remember what happened during the last one even if you would take notes the, the emotional connection is still not there you don't really sure. remember like what you what your character felt basically kind of like that that's awesome dang that is super cool do you um 
don't 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 tell as well. But are are you a tattoo guy? Uh, no. My wife is like has so tons of you, tattoos, but I don't. Hmm. So do you or her have a path of exile tattoo? No, I, I wouldn't get any of that. <laughs> if you were to get a tattoo, <laughs> where this, a where path this of going? exile. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> if you were to put a path of ta- a path of exile tattoo on your bum, what would it be? No, nah, it doesn't have to be bum. But what what would you be? What would be your poe tattoo? That's really, really tricky. I wouldn't even know what type of tattoo I would get if I would get any tattoo. So it's like even more difficult if you narrow it down like <laughs> yeah, that. That's true. I think like just like the first okay. thing that came to my mind was a Val Orb because it's kind of like the coolest, most ridiculous thing the game has to offer. That is a good call. Yeah. Oh, you're getting my mind going. I might be changing my mind. You can just buy the Path of Exile t-shirt with the Val Orb on it. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Save yourself the needles and the pain. <laughs> That's not how it always ends up, by the way. Like whenever I I'm, I had a lot of ideas for tattoos in my mind at some point, like having maybe like some kind of like wolf or whatever, like lots of ideas. But it's always okay. It's super expensive. I could just get something else instead, and it takes time. I don't know if I will like actually like it or if it's like too much pain or whatever. It's it's like so many variables. So much like might as well not just not get one. Too much hassle. The pain's not actually that bad, but yeah, you gotta you gotta be sure you want it there forever. Yeah, that 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 as well, and. Yeah, I don't know. Then my wife gets all the tattoos. She has like her, uh, her daughter on like one leg and the other leg's just still free for the second daughter now. And <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's like lots of stuff. Yeah. So you do you put in personal requests then? Tattoos you want, but you're never, never going to get. You're like, hey, can you get this for me? Yeah, okay, I, I can probably start there. That's that's a good idea. <laughs> How about we just put a Valor, like <laughs> my daughter's holding one. <laughs> oh, yeah, like a head. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> just put her through the pain. All right, sweet. Well, hey, I think we're going to wrap up episode 54. I really appreciate you joining us and taking some time to chat. So where, where can people find you? Um, YouTube.com slash It's Yoji. And uh, that's mostly what I do. I also have Twitter. It's underscore Yoji. There's also an It's Yoji, but don't add him. He always gets weird requests from what I do. <laughs> 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 I don't actually know the guy, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's mostly what I do. I also have a Twitch, but as I said, I barely ever stream. YouTube as well, where it's at. We'll link them down below so you can find more information about it's Yoji down below. Sounds good. It was a really cool learning a little bit more about who you are. Yeah, it was really, awesome. really fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Do you want to join us in After Dark? Yeah, of course. Of course. Got Sweet. some time. We'll talk some more about actual uh, POE stuff then. Anyway, thank you, everybody. for <laughs> And Dark Souls. Thanks for joining us in episode 54 of Forever Exiled. I'm Justin, AK Tags. And I'm Tyler Wrecker of Days. And our guest today. Yoji. Bye. Yoji. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you can check out more information down below. We got a website, foreverexile.com. Uh, we are on Twitter, foreverexile82. Patreon link, Discord link down below. We'll catch you guys in episode 55.